Welcome back to KSSM Shit Podcast, a place we'll be discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm your host, Keen. I definitely got some shit to say. Today, I want to talk about names. What's in a name? Does it matter if we call people by something other than their given names or chosen name? Is it a big deal or not? Apparently, parents think it matters. Across all cultures, names have been given with care and consideration. Naming someone is our first formal way of differentiating this being from everyone or every other person. Publicly celebrating or registering a name is also a ritual that is widely practiced in both a civil and a religious manner for many cultures. Names are used in virtually every legal transaction throughout a person's life. They also are recorded on birth certificates and on death certificates, bookmarking the life of an individual. In other words, so and so was here. Similarly, people who are faced with a name-changing life event feel as though there is extreme significance in the adoption of a new name. Native Americans have, or at least used to have, a fluid naming tradition. For example, they could earn new names. It is believed that some people are like lakes. They change very little during their lifetime. Others are like rivers. They may change dramatically from their small beginnings to become the mighty Mississippi with tributaries that travel all the way to the sea. Which is why some children were or are given names that suit their personality at birth. If a name is given and proves to be a bad fit, the child's name can be or is changed. At adolescence, the given name may be changed once again. And as an adult progresses throughout life, new names can be awarded. Family and society awards the new names, which provide the individual with a strong social bond to their community as well as their family. This naming tradition helps to motivate the individual to grow throughout its life. Then you have adoptions, marriages, celebrity name changes like Queen's lead singer legally changes name from Farrakh Basora to Freddie Mercury and other life events that involve a new name are planned and celebrated. After that time, if someone has chosen to change their name, we are all expected to respect their new name and to use it. Prince Rogers Nelson, whose fifth year of transcension was yesterday, had a multiple names. The Gemini went by Tor Tor, Christopher Tracy, Skipper, and Jamie Starr, just to name a few. However, he famously changed his name in 1993 during a contractual and creative dispute with his record company to the artist formerly known as Prince, or for short, The Artist. The Artist was a title record labels referred to their artist as. The artist. He wrote in a statement, Prince is the name that my mother gave me at birth. They took my name, trademarked it, and used it as a main marketing tool to promote all the music I wrote. The company owns the name Prince and all related music marketed under Prince. I became merely a pawn used to produce more money. He decided, therefore, to ensure that he his point stuck. The singer changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol 
whose meaning had not been identified just yet. He said it was, or it is, all about thinking in new ways, tuning in to a new frequency. After being emancipated from his contract, he resumed his birth name in the early 2000s. See, identity is not just who you are currently, but who you are called to be. When you are born, you are given an identity through your name. A name helps differentiate you from others. While every culture's naming method differs significantly, the impact of a name on identity is intercultural. Intentional or not, it can feel like a slight when someone doesn't bother to remember or correctly pronounce your name. Taking greater sensitivity to how people feel about their name is something that would benefit everyone. Now, a nickname is a substitute for a proper name of a familiar person, place, or thing. Commonly used to express affection is a form of endearment and amusement. It can also be used to express defamation of a character, particularly by school bullies. Some people think that nicknames are rooted in ownership. In other words, people want to feel as though they own others in a way. You know, like that they have this heightened relationship that allows this ownership. This person is my person. This relationship is unlike any other. Parents give their children nicknames. They sort of own their children, especially during the beginning. And this attachment never really goes away. Like baby girl or my girl or daddy's girl or mama's boy. Best friends give each other's nicknames to allowing others to know that this relationship holds an eternal bond. On that or one that cannot be destroyed. The relationship is owned and not for sale. There are very few people that know me well enough that have nicknamed me and the nicknames I've accepted and only use it while I'm in action. Like I have one friend who calls me Pixie because I'm slightly below medium on a very low scale. I'm 5'4". I mean, that's tall for a short person, right? That same person also calls me Juicy because for years I've always worn very shiny, very glossy lipstick, hence Juicy. She's the only one who calls me that. Everyone else calls me my name. It's four letters. I mean, what kind of nickname do you need for somebody who has four letters in their name? And then you have bullies. They give their victims nicknames. It's usually because they can't understand the people that they're bullying. And they're trying to draw them closer. This is how some people think. Not me. They pull them in closer to understand them. I feel like bullies are usually bullied. And so they take their insecurities and problems out on someone else who they think are smaller or weaker than them. Everyone wants someone to look down on, right? But if you need to feel tall by having someone else kneel, you definitely have a problem. Anyway, they look at them from all sides and then they label. Now you might be asking, Kia, You've never given anyone a nickname? (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. I have given people nicknames that can be seen as disrespectful at times. One of two things occur when I give people nicknames. 
I first I didn't know the person prior to giving them the name and just seeing them in passing was when I called them by some physical trait or something that they remind me of. Like this guy who I'm actually friends with now, but I used to see him at events in New York and I would refer to him as Beard. My friends knew who I was talking about when I would say Beard. And if you ask me why I called him Beard, it was because he had this luscious, voluminous, dense, black, just delicious beard with the cutest three strands of gray hair in it. And then I called this other guy movies because I'd always see him at the movies. There was nothing really distinct about him other than he was always at the movies. Something else that occurs is I'm usually reminded of something from either my childhood or fictional character. Now, I watched this interview with Erica Badu, an academic. I believe that's his name. And she couldn't get this tune out of her head. It was a tune to a theme song. She kept playing it over and over and saying, every time she looked at him, like, every time I see you, I just think of da, 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 or whatever the theme song was. She said that it, the thought reminded her of cereal and like Saturday mornings and the name Thomas kept coming up. The name Thomas. Lo and behold, by the end of the interview, it clicked and she said he reminded her of Jerry from the cartoon Tom and Jerry. In the same way, I've nicknamed people. I know a guy that looks like Caillou, and that's how I refer to him. I jokingly said to my soul sister that she looked like Meteor Man because she bleached her hair blonde. I call her sister Kyle from Living Single. I met a guy who reminded me so much of Will Smith, but not Will as in Will, but Will as in Oscar, his character from the cartoon Shark Tale. I work with a woman that I used to call the Dragon Lady, but one day after realizing her actions, no matter how abrasive or passive-aggressive they seemed, they were just a cry for attention. And she reminded me of Dobby from Harry Potter. And when I looked at her, all I kept hearing was, Master Potter gave Dobby a sock. There's another lady I refer to as Fiona. Fiona from Shrek. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can get me wrong if you want. Not when she turns into the ogre. And not when she's the princess, but literally doing the transformation. Like, her work clothes are hanging on to its last thread because she's transformed so much since she's first ordered them multiple years ago. And her stockings are running faster than any sprinter in the 100-yard dash during the Summer Olympics. And her shoes must have its own 401k and life insurance policy. Like, that's she reminds me of someone who transformed back and forth and has wrecked havoc on everything that she wears. Now, again, I said I'm an asshole, but these nicknames are not something that I beat someone over the head with. Like, I personally don't think I bully them with it because most of these names live in my brain and are on repeat when I'm talking to these people. But because I understand that they might not appreciate being referred to in any capacity as toothless from How to Train a Dragon, I don't say it out loud. One of the first things our parents give, once again, to each of us as we come head first kicking and screaming into the world is a name. Our names may be steeped in tradition, remembrance of a loving ancestor created from scratch like the best kind of cornbread or macaroni and cheese, 
mixed and matched like socks on a trip to a superstore while you can, where you can buy like a pool noodle, a TV, some cough drops. They've been debated on, tried out to see how it rolled off the tongue and lovingly conferred even before we are born. Our names are special and sometimes nicknames are too. Despite the care that goes into bestowing a name on someone, names are often used casually and can even be disrespected by others. In fact, people are often asked to change their names as if their names were Mr. Rogers simply changing his shoes during the last phrase of, will you be my neighbor? For instance, when it's inconvenient to have multiple people of the same name in the group, someone or the newcomer sometimes asked to use a whole name, a middle name, last name, or initial. Or maybe just be given a nickname. Going to an all-girl high school with a plethora of Jennifer's and Brittany's and Tiffany's, we the girls found ourselves always asking, which Tiffany were you referring to when being told a story? Or the person just knew initially to say the full name. I mean, being named Kia didn't come easy in a world with tons of people nicknamed Kia. Even in school, teachers referred to a Zykia, a Zakia, a Nakia, a Lakia as the Kias. And I was the Kia with all the vowels. And I'm often asked if my name is short for something. And I'm like, yeah, it is short for Kia because that's it. I mean, people have asked to call me Kukukukia Kia because... They were too many kids, but my real legal name is Kia. It's not a nickname for me, boo. You also have diminutive versions of names given to children as they or when they are young. Instead of to be used instead of their real name, like Elizabeth can become Liz. Louise can become Louise. William, Bill, Catherine, Katie. Or they're given a nickname that are descriptive in their adolescence like boy boy or man man or little dirt dirt or little mama or boss baby or baby girl. Because yes indeed one is a boy or a little manish or nurturing and have a mothering personality as a child or in other words a little bossy. Or one might just indeed be a baby girl. Now people might enjoy these nicknames as children for reasons like fitting in or they are endearing or what have you but being called stank butt or stank a butt in a conference meeting or chicken little while adulting can come across disrespectful and unprofessional the thing is you rarely hear many grown adults called by their childhood names outside of their family circle and I prefer to use the grown-up version of my name too I mean as adolescent as a young adult my name has always been Kia Call me Kia. This is a matter of personal choice. And that choice should be made by the name holder. Now, I find fault in myself because I do have at least two friends who introduced themselves to me in early years of our adulthood journey with their childhood nickname. Now, before I go any further, I'd like to mention that adulthood is the worst hood I've ever been to. I do not recommend. I do not like it here. I want a refund and not an in-store's credit. I've left a Yelp review detailing its poor handling of its employees, lack of affordable amenities and hospitality, and bottom-of-the-barrel basic bitch public service skills. I don't want to be here any longer. But I digress. Well, these two friends 
that I was speaking of before were called by everyone, their nicknames, their childhood nicknames specifically, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I didn't feel right calling a whole adult a nickname that they didn't refer to themselves in a professional setting. I never knew that person that was named those nicknames. There was never a this is who I am speech or I want to be referred to this only. And then you might be like, Kia, who are you to refer to anyone or anything other than what they want to be identified as? And you're right. But it just, I felt like this was a unique name that they actually love. They love being called their name. They love their name. It wasn't they wanted to change their name. They loved their name. And it was handcrafted for them. Only It only felt right coming out of my mouth. Their real name. Their adult name. Plus, I'm not about to call another grown woman strawberries. You don't even like strawberries. Like, why? Now, in the past two centuries, many immigrants that come to the U.S. of A had their names changed by shipping agents or immigration officials. Americanized versions of ethnic names may have expedited assimilation, but the family names that were lost are missing links to their heritage. As an African-American who understands the trauma of the Middle Passage and stripping of languages and tradition, I can sympathize with the pain that assimilation may and has caused. A request to change a name may also arise when there are American versions or English pronunciations of ethnic names or when a name is not familiar to the masses. Many succumb to common use rather than correcting their names. Juan's become John's and Jorge's become George's. Names that are different for Americans to pronounce or remember get abbreviated. And for some, instead of explaining it, spelling it out, or correcting it, they may adopt a near-sounding variation of it. Freud believed that purposefully mispronouncing someone's name was an intentional statement of power, a disrespect that essentially said, you are not important enough for me to call you by your given name. At some level, when people really matter to us, we do invest time and care in learning their name and is saying it correctly. So it makes sense that not learning and using their preferred name would suggest the opposite, that we don't care enough to do so. Don't be that person that asks someone to diminish their name or identity because you aren't confident in executing a name or willing to be corrected. Always ask and say it the way they pronounce it. Now, a poet by the name of John Wolfgang von Goethe said, A man's name is not like a mantle which merely hangs about him and which one perchance may safely twitch and pull, but a perfectly fitted garment, which, like the skin, has grown over and over him, at which one cannot rake and scrape without injuring the man himself. If someone decides to change their name, if someone decides to live with your nickname, 
or accept the nickname you've given them or decided to nickname themselves. Let them wear their name. Let them wear their name bright and proud like its own armor. And don't you belittle it. Thank you for listening. And every Wednesday, you can find me at Kia Says Some Shit on Instagram, where you can leave questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, drop it in the DMs. See you guys next week.